Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Make a change for once in my life. It's gonna feel real good. Gonna make a difference. Gonna make Welcome it right. Welcome back to the Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. All right, welcome back to the show, this portion of us show, brought to you by our friends Gabe Grossberg at Del Mar Gardens. Love, care, and understanding. You got parents that are elderly and can't take care of themselves, the place to go is Del Mar Gardens. Let's go to my guest line, the incomparable, Dr. Richard Lehman. What's up, Doc? I'm good, Charlie. How are you? How you doing? Well, I got my, I got the new chariot. No <laughs> way. You did? Yeah, no I got the new chariot. They told me I bought it before I even had it. I said, can I fill out a credit credit statement? You don't need one. Let's just just pick it up. (laughs) Let's pick it up. Beautiful. Hey, uh, one of the Kansas City Chiefs defensive ends, we'll find out his name in a minute, had a torn ACL in the game yesterday. How severe is the ACL depending on your age? Well, you know, I I think most of the guys in the NFL are pretty young. So, you know, the oldest NFL guy is probably going to be 31, 32, unless you're a quarterback or a kicker. And um, I think it's severe. I mean, it's going to – he won't play in the Super Bowl unless they can brace him and let him play, which is rare. But it has happened. And he'll miss a season. He'll miss one one full year. So I think when you're 50 and you tear your ACL playing softball or doing something else, skiing, whatever, then it's a lot tougher coming back. But for these guys that are young, that are healthy, I think they lose a little bit of speed. Uh, I think they lose a little bit of push-off, but generally, um, I would say most of them come back and do pretty well. Uh, Dr. Rick, we have a uh, st- a odd uh, question for you, but I'm sure you'll be able to answer it on the text <laughs> line. Uh, what's better when you're talking about uh, legal or medical marijuana, the exotics or the mid-level stuff? You know, that's a really good question, and it kind of depends on why you're taking it. So if you're taking it, most people who take medical marijuana take it for one of two reasons. They either take it for um, to help them sleep or pain, or as we get smarter, you know, in Europe and in some of these other countries, they're treating stomach cancers, melanomas, etc. So I think for the as we get more sophisticated, um, some of the exotic strains I think will be more. 
specific for different diseases, but right now it's a mid-level strain for sure. Great for pain, great for sleep, you know, great for anxiety, great for neuropathy. I mean, there's probably five or six seizures, and, and those are all mid-level, boring uh, strains. And then I think as we get smarter, we're going to be able to be more particular and say, hey, for this disease, true disease, we're going to give you this. And we've seen research that shows that, you know, this is this shows efficacy in terms of this cancer or this problem. Uh, is it like that over there in Europe? Because I've always heard that uh, it can help with glaucoma and different eye issues as well. Hmm. There's no question that medical marijuana is one of the prime treatments for uh, glaucoma, what, what's called wide-angle or narrow-angle. There's two different kinds of glaucoma. So there's no question that marijuana is, is a standard in Europe. And, you know, they treat stomach problems with it pretty consistently, low-grade melanomas, et cetera. And the research is really pretty compelling. And then the big thing is, you know, seizures. And, you know, that's Charlotte's Web, that whole story. And uh, clearly, uh, I think that as we get more, you know, it's been so illegal here for so long, we've never done any research. And as we get a little bit more sophisticated, I think you're going to find treatment. These treatments are going to become a standard. Uh, Dr. Rick, we have a question for you from the text line. Is James Ingram... Uh, the text line, 855-282-8255, if you have questions for Dr. Rick. This one's from James Ingram. Uh, what role do you predict artificial intelligence will have in changing how doctors will practice medicine? Hmm. You know, you know, Charlie, you going to say something? No, no, no. I was saying that was a great question. Go ahead. That was a great question. So let me tell you what I think is going to happen, and it's going to happen very, very quickly. First of all, I don't think anyone's going to be going to any doctor's. Uh, unless you have the need for a procedure, i.e. a surgery, et cetera. But I think even GI procedures, colonoscopies, all those, I I don't see doctors doing those for much longer. And what's going to happen is you're going to get a little implanted chip from wherever your health system, and then all the data is going to be on your phone, so it's going to have, you know, consistently 24-7 what your blood pressure is, what your glucose is, Whatever, whatever, whatever you're trying to figure out, MBO2, shortness of breath, oxygenation, blah, blah, blah. It's all going to be on your phone, and you're going to get an alert, and it's going to say, Mr. Davis, you know, we want to increase your blood pressure medicine by, you know, you're taking 10 of Lasartan, you need to take 20 of Lasartan, and it's going to give you this, and then that's going to automatically go to your pharmacy, and it's going to make the change. So I don't really think you're going to see doctors that much longer. Now, if you need, you know, a big surgery... Or, you know, you're in a car accident and something like that. Yes, for sure. You're going to, you're going to have, you're going to have, uh, obviously the need for an emergency room and surgery. But I think the day to day medical, you know, in terms of James's question is going to be all AI generated. You know, they're going to tell you your chances of having a heart attack in the next six months or this. This is what you need to do. Uh, you know, Mr. Davis, you're six pounds overweight or you're two pounds underweight. This is what you need to do. And it's all going to be, you know, on your tablet, on your phone, whatever. Dr. Rick Lehman, my guest tonight. Dr. Rick, I have a question that's non-medical. LeBron James is probably the most disliked basketball player among some white Americans in this country because he's very outspoken. How do you feel about LeBron James? You know, I think LeBron James, first of all, you know, we, we, we talk about athletes, and, and, and in any way you look at it, LeBron James probably, you know, maybe one of the most physically gifted athletes 
in any sport. I mean, tell me the guy couldn't have been a tight end or imagine if you started the guy playing tennis at six or hockey at six. I mean, the sport doesn't matter. So in terms of athletes, I think LeBron James is an amazing athlete. I think LeBron James, um, I think he rubs some people the wrong way and some other basketball players the wrong way. But I think, you know, I think he's outspoken and I think you need a voice. So I have no problems with LeBron James. I don't, I feel like he hurts himself a little bit from a sponsorship kind of deal because right. I think, you know, he's one of the greatest. Clearly, I mean, you know, you go, everyone wants to get into this Michael Jordan, LeBron James debate, but you're talking about, so let's say he's the fifth best basketball player or the first best basketball player, or is he better than Kobe or, you know, it's all ridiculous because clearly he's one of the 10 greatest basketball players ever lived. Numbers will, will provide that. And based on that, you know, I think, I think his sponsorship deals would be a little bit better. And, and this is something I learned from Bobby Kersey. You know, he'd say, do this, say that, and, you know, this is where you need to be. I mean, he was great with Jerome Bettis. He was great with Ty Law. Just across the board, um, just a very, very good spokesman. And, and so, but, but I, I kind of find him entertaining, you know, and I, I think when Charles gets on him, it's kind of entertaining. So I don't look at it like, oh, my gosh, you know, he's pissing me off. I look at it like, hey, he's a great spokesman for black athletes. He's a great spokesman for the NBA. And he's going to rub some people the wrong way, and he's going to rub some athletes the wrong way. And you know what? That's what it's all about. If it were boring and no one and everything was perfect, you know, if you didn't have any controversy in the game last night, because the guy, you know, Campbell went for uh, first downs instead of field goals. And what's it all about? It's all boring. So I kind of like LeBron. Uh, Dr. Rick, I have another odd question, and I'm not sure if it's medical. I don't know if you can answer it. Uh, but the uh, I was watching the new Hamilton movie, and uh, there was a scene where he walks into a building, and there was just a ball sitting in this open court, and he kicked it. And I just thought, why do we all – is there something psychological or why we have that uh, urge or is there anything that we have these innate urges to do certain things, like when we see a ball or a rock sitting in an open area that we want to kick it? Do we have innate urges that we just can't overcome? Yeah, so so it's a good question. People have studied this, actually. It's pretty interesting. So there's certain things that, that, that trigger responses, and some people, you know, feel that it's just it's – just, you, you know, when, when someone's running after you or something bad happens, your blood pressure goes up, your heart rate goes up, you never urinate, you never go to the bathroom, and it's f- fight or flight. And, and, there's, and there's certain things. So, so water is one of these. When you see water, there's this impulse to touch the water. You know, why is that? Why do you want to touch the water for? So you see a lake, you see this, you want to touch the water. And a ball, a round ball is the same thing. Now, if you put a square object that's soft in the middle of that same thing, no one will kick it. And if you put a round ball, and again, this has been studied, everyone's going to either kick it or do something with it, pick it up. And so this is kind of the, you know, how, how, we're, how we're genetically programmed, and, and, and it sort of gets us through life. It probably has something to do with 500 years ago when the wheel was invented or something. I don't really know. But, yes, there's no question, and, and there's a bunch of those. And you know in your daily life, certain things just compel you to do something right or wrong, and, and that's kind of our way to survive. Uh, Dr. Rick, we have another question for you on the text line uh, from Vic on the east side. Uh, are Ozempic and the other weight loss uh, prescriptions safe? Hmm. 
You know, that is a free, uh, excuse me, that is a great question. That is a great question. So I think you have to look at it just a little bit differently. So let's say, you know, you're 100 pounds overweight and, and you start taking Ozempic, Wagobi, Monjero, doesn't matter, whatever it is, and you lose 100 pounds. So what are the side effects? There's a, there's a little bit of a risk of thyroid cancer and there's a little bit of risk of pancreatic problems. But are you safer being 100 pounds less with a very small risk? Uh, and, you know, people talk about women that get this ozympic face where their face is sunken because they lose sub-Q fat, so they, they, they really don't look that great. But the question you have to ask yourself is, if you're 100 pounds overweight, 50 pounds overweight, 60 pounds overweight, and you know you're going to die 10 or 15 years earlier, I mean, isn't it worth, and you feel better, and you've got more, you know, more energy, more activity with your kids, whatever it is, you know, you can get out and hoop again, can't hoop at 400, but you can hoop at 210, then, you know, is the juice worth the squeeze? And, and the answer to the question, I think, is clearly, there's definitely problems with these drugs. I think people are working on these problems, and the reason is there's so much money made in these drugs. Can you imagine, so there's 200 obese American, 200 million obese Americans, 200 million. So just imagine if 20 million people take this drug and it costs $1,000 a month. You know how much money these companies are making? I mean, they're making, they're, they're pale, Amazon's pale compared to the amount of money you can make on these drugs. So they're going to continue churning out these drugs, but hopefully it's going to get less expensive so everybody can, can be involved. But certainly aren't you much healthier, 100 pounds down, going to live another 15 years and taking a one-tenth of one-tenth of one percent that you're going to get whatever pancreatic problems or thyroid cancer and the answer is yes so i would say clearly if you can get them do it you know if you're 10 pounds overweight not worth it you know go work out a little harder eat a little less quit eating at six o'clock eat like charlie eat some fruit lose 10 pounds but if you're 100 pounds overweight you're not losing 100 pounds dr rick lemon my guest tonight dr rick Getting back to marijuana, what if a person's losing weight, doesn't have a great appetite, they go to the doctor, doctor says, you're okay. Well, marijuana, does that still improve your appetite? Without a doubt. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, without, without uh, <laughs> saying anything self-inflicting, I mean, so, so I think people that have smoked marijuana might say that they get hungry and, and and I'm not mentioning any names, but people used to come to my house and they would eat things. I would say, hey, you can't eat that. That's five days. Oh, I don't care. I'm starving. Uh, let's order something else. This is terrible. So you get the munchies so bad that you're going to eat. And so people that have, you know, severe cancers, you know, that are cachectic, that are losing weight, helps their appetite. And I think people that, that are just losing weight, for no reason, have no have no real appetite. Marijuana, whether you smoke it, you eat it, you, however you want to do it, doesn't make any difference. Is clearly going to put weight on you. So, so if you don't want to gain weight and you're heavy, smoking a lot of weed's not your buddy. But if you're somebody who needs a little bump in their appetite, trying to burn, you know, trying to get a few more calories, gain a little bit of weight for whatever reason, you're losing weight. I think marijuana is your your friend, and and it, it is consistently going to make you hungry. Oh, you're on with Dr. Rick Lehman. Hey, what's up, Dr. Rick? How you doing? Man, I woke up again this morning. I, I took first 65 do, and waking up and never got old yet. 
Hey, want to ask you a question about the common cold? And I've got a friend of mine who's li- who I know she's listening because I told her to tune in. And you know, we I, I had this I got this theory I don't know why, but I'm saying, say they found a cure for the common cold, and I told her when you walk in Walmart, you go from one aisle into the aisle to the other. It's just nothing but cold remedies. What would a shot once or twice a year do to the pharmaceutical companies who sell all these cold all these cold medicines? And is there any chance that somebody is kind of kind of holding back this so called so called vaccine? Because they got a vaccine for everything else but the common cold. And I told her the biggest relief I the biggest relief I got. I said, if your ever nose has ever stopped up, step outside. Why does your nose clear up as soon as you step outside? I think I've asked you that before, but since she's listening, I wanted you to answer that. Take care. All right. So, you know, it's an interesting, it's, it's interesting theory. You know, and it's sort of like when GM was repressing electric cars. You know, they never wanted electric cars to come around because they knew that that was going to put the bang on, on, on their industry. So, um, first of all, I think the couple problems are that the common cold is a group of viruses and that group of viruses changes every year baby oh so so it's not it's not the it's not the same it is a common cold it is a virus but the but the actual virus changes and and the reason you feel better outside with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's a couple reasons. One, your circadian rhythm is better outside. I mean, the research has shown that you're much healthier if you're outside 40, 50 minutes a day of sunlight and maybe 40, 50 minutes a day of darkness. And, you know, this, this Dr. Huberman has researched this. And the second thing is all your allergens are gone generally. So whatever's making you feel bad in your house, which everything's contained, right? The viruses, it can't go through the walls. So if you have virus in wherever, your bathroom, your kitchen, your bedroom, and you go outside, there's no virus. So, of course, you're going to feel better outside. You're, you know, you're going to breathe easier. But your question you know, is, 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 is kind of interesting, and that is, are all these companies that are making all this cold and flu medicine, um, which does help, do help your symptoms, but they don't really cure anything, uh, are they going to go tap if, if all of a sudden everyone just gets a vaccine and never gets a cold? And I think the answer is they would go, there would be a huge economic hit, um, but I think the common cold is too complex. I think there's too many viruses. I think it changes every year. I think the percentage of virus changes every year. And I think the best thing you can do to avoid it is, you know, help your immune system. Lots of vitamin C, lots of zinc, um, you know, D3, all the things we've talked about, and have a strong immune system. And probably the next best thing or the other thing is exercise. So there's no question that if you exercise three times a week, 30 to 40 minutes, your chances of getting sick go way down. Uh, Dr. Rick, uh, you sent me this article and I thought it was uh, really interesting uh, because this is something that I always did. Uh, starting in middle school, we had laptops, but when I was in class, I would always write my notes down on a, on a piece of paper. And all my friends made fun of me and said, why are you writing your notes down on paper when you can just type them out on the keyboard? 
Uh, well, apparently I may have been right on writing my notes <laughs> down instead of write, typing them out. So, so it's, an inter- it's really interesting, and that is if you want to learn, right, you're trying to learn something, whatever, you've got a test coming up, whatever, you're trying to, trying to pass a driver's test, whatever it is, if you write down whatever you're trying to learn, you know, one, two, three, whatever, whatever it is, your chances of, mem- of remembering it and really learning it are infinitely better than if you type it into your laptop or your cell phone or whatever. So there's, there's definitely a mechanism that takes you, you know, from A to B much quicker writing it out. So everybody out there who's flunking all their tests, um, which, you know, a lot of people, because um, I was one of them, go ahead and write, write, just, you know, and, and writing is so archaic, right, today. I mean, I don't, I don't even know if anyone even knows, takes penmanship anymore. It's a big deal back in the day, but, you know, why would you learn to write? But if you go and you write it down, your chances of remembering it are much better. The other thing is you want to write, you want to study for limited periods of time. So let's say you're going to study for an hour and a half, and then you want to go to sleep, and then you want to look at it one more time in the morning. So if you want to know the most effective way to learn something, you know, let's say it's 10 at night or 9 at night, you study till 1030, you write everything out, you wake up whatever time, 6 in the morning, 7 in the morning, whatever it is, you read those notes, and that's your best chance of, of, of having success, of learning it, and then remembering it forever. Dr. Rick, uh, can we talk quickly about blood sugar and how it affects uh, y- young people and older people? Well, I mean, <clears throat> so insulin response, glycemic response, you know, basically you eat sugar, you get an insulin response, and when your islet cells, these things in your pancreas quit working, then your ability to limit elevations in your blood sugar kind of go away. So they're, they're the, that's the thing that keeps your blood sugar under, under wraps, and the higher your blood sugar is, the higher chances of these things called telomeres, the things on the end of your DNA, break off, and then that's aging. So high blood sugar, what's it do? Um, one, hurts your kidneys, hurts the small vessels in your body, so your vision, um, hurts the small nerves. So all the things that lose, lose, lose blood supply, peripheral neuropathy, uh, your ability to heal because you don't have as good a blood supply, your vision, work in your kidneys, etc., all are significantly affected by high blood sugar. So for people who have high blood sugar, for whatever reason, and we'll talk about that in 10 seconds, you know, you need to correct that. So type 1 diabetes, you're born with it. Um, you're going to have an insulin debt. You're going to have to take insulin the rest of your life. No big deal. Um, just control your blood sugar. People with type 2 diabetes have a little bit of a different deal that they probably got it. There, there's some little bit of a genetic predisposition, but there's some clinical evidence that tells you that most of it is diet-related. So you're 100 pounds overweight, you lose 100 pounds, you start eating less carbohydrates and your insulin debt goes down. So a lot of people that are diabetic, when they lose weight, they start exercise and they start eating better, are no longer diabetic. So the first thing before you get on medicine you should try to do is get a little healthier, get your weight under control, get your BMI under 25, quit eating garbage, which isn't always so easy, and really follow your blood sugar. And there's a lot of ways to do it. There's little sensors you can wear. There's all kinds of ways to do it. And once you keep your blood sugar down, you're going to find that all your other numbers, your cholesterol, your high, your blood pressure, all those things are going to decrease. 
but I think it's very important, you know, to, to, to have a fasting blood sugar under 100. 100 is kind of the cutoff. And, you know, you should follow your blood sugar. And if it's high, you got to treat it. If it's taking insulin, fine. If it's losing weight, fine. Whatever it is, your doctor's going to walk you through it. I'll walk you through it. The Internet will walk you through it. But everyone out there has to pay attention to this. What's the take-home message? Take-home message is everybody out there, you know, get your blood sugar taken once a year and, and make sure you don't have high blood sugar, diabetes, whatever, you know, and, 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 and if you do, just treat it, just like you would treat high blood pressure. You know, Dr. Rick, uh, Joe brought up something earlier. When you go to the drugstore, the one item that, it, I mean, there's tons of it, Pain medications. Mm-hmm. How important is it to check that out before you take a dose? Uh, well, so, you know, I, I think I'm not a big fan of pain medication. And I think you got to, first of all, I, I think any medication you get, you have to be careful. I mean, if you're buying some junk on the Internet and it's coming from wherever, you got to be careful. You don't know what, what you're doing. You don't know what you're getting. It could be melamine. It could be this. It could be that. You know, and you can't take for granted that whatever they say, what the ingredients are, are real. So, you know, I think you all have to be careful when you're taking taking stuff off the Internet. I think when you go to the drugstore, you have to be careful about what you're taking. So I think there's a few things that are safe. You know, Tylenol is safe. And if you get a brand or you get Walgreens Tylenol or CVS or Schnucks Tylenol, you're fine. But if you get some whacked out Tylenol through the Internet, you're probably not fine. I think anti-inflammatories, you know, ibuprofen, I think that's fine. Again, you know, whether it's Schnucks brand or this brand, get, get the brand um, or get real ibuprofen. But I think once you get past that and you're starting to look at all these different alternate pain medications, you've got to be really careful because you, you have no idea what you're, what you're taking. And I'll tell you, 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 you see, I mean, as a doctor, you see people come in, their eyes are all swollen, their fingers are all swollen. You ask them a bunch of questions, and they're like, oh, I started taking this supplement, and, you know, I've been like this now for two weeks. Well, you don't know what you're taking. So for it's not just pain medicine. I mean, try to understand, and foods too, you know, read what you're eating. And, and, and if, if you can't read what's in the stuff you're eating, what's in the pain medicine, don't eat it. Hmm. Uh, Dr. Rick, speaking of uh, sketchy treatments and being safe, um Maybe this is just the the American uh, stigma that we have about other countries. But you sent an article about Kirk Cousins going to the Caribbean to get uh, stem cell treatment. One, what does the stem cell treatment two do, do? And second, uh, how dangerous is it for Kirk Cousins to go out of the country to get surgery? So, so stem cell treatment basically what you're going to do what 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 it's illegal in the United States. So let's just put that down. And, and basically what you're going to do is you're going to go somewhere and they're going to get placental stem cells. So they're going to take a woman who's just had a baby. You're going to take all of her cells. They're going to process those cells. And then they're going to give them to you. You, her cousins, Joe Davis, Charlie Tuna, whoever. And they're going to infuse those cells usually over a number of hours. So you're basically getting a blood transfusion of stem cells systemically from usually somebody who's somewhere between 18 and 25 and those stem cells are from the placenta. And if everything goes right, you know, they're not infected, the process is clean, everything is right, then some people feel there's no research that this can help 
heal. So stem cells getting injected into your rotator cuff may improve healing, etc. And there are people out there that really believe in it. Tony Robbins, a buddy of mine, really believes in it. He goes every year, a couple times a year. So there's guys out there that really believe that this is, you know, I wouldn't say the fountain of youth. They call it the blood boys. And these guys go and they get these stem cells. But there's no research to, to say, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. But, you know, there, there's anecdotal things where people say, like Tiger Woods did it, this one did it, that one did it, and they, they had benefit. And Tony Robbins, who I know personally very well, really believes in it. He's a motivational speaker. He really believes in it. And there's people out there really believe in it. So I've, I've one, seen him several times. Have you? Tony Robbins, yes, sir. Yeah. So, great buddy. Uh, but he, he really believes in it. Smart guy. I mean, he's, you know, he's not, he's researched it, et cetera. But the bottom line is there's a few things. One, you know, so it's in Colombia, not, not Missouri, Colombia, Colombia. It's in <laughs> Costa Rica. There's one in Panama. There's, so there's sites in different South, South American countries. Um, and, and, and certainly uh, a number of athletes are doing this. It does have some risk. I mean, if, if, if the place is spotless, which uh, a lot of these places are, you know, I, I think it's not an unreasonable thing, one. And then it's twenty five dollars to $50,000. It's not like it's $8. It's very expensive. Yeah. I'm sure Kirk Cousins doesn't have any problem paying it. Um, <laughs> wherever he ends up, they'll pay it. doesn't matter. So it is sort of a state-of-the-art thing. And I think it's stay tuned. Let's see how the research goes. Now, I have a friend who needs a heart transplant. It's just some full transparency. And, you know, we're going to take him down to the place in Columbia, which is very – famous and give it a ride and see you know what happens but he has nothing to lose so again i think you see athletes doing it um and if if it becomes legal in america the cost will come way down dr rick one more final question before we let you go this question comes up all the time i'm an old man i'm an old woman but i don't have any sex drive what can i take over the counter Wow. You know, I mean, I mean, over the counter, there are, there are no horny go weed. There's a bunch of stuff out there, uh, that probably work. I mean, I'm not taking it. Um, but they probably work, but I think the best thing you can do is go talk to your doctor and let them, let them give you whatever. Sidenafil, there's a number of drugs, both for men and women. Um, and, and I think it's worthwhile, um, you know, banging that drum a little bit, but over the counter, you know, again, it gets back to immune system. It gets back to, um, certain, uh, compounds that are very, that are very similar to, um, these other increasing blood flow compounds. And I think, you know, that's probably where you want to be and you, you got to give it a go and see if it works. And, and I, I'm sure that a lot of them, you know, are, uh, are, you know, they'll, they'll work. I think they probably work. It's just that you have to, you know, like I said, you have to kind of give it a go. All right, your health, health tip of the week. So this one's kind of interesting. Um, I think that the, you know, the American, we've talked a little bit about this, but I think that the American way has become, and I'm no better than anybody else, so just for real, um, is that, you know, we eat way too much processed food. So I think 
you know, you're home eating berries and fruit. You just couldn't be doing anything better for yourself than eating non-processed food. So for everybody out there, you know, if there's a way, and again, it's not that easy, you know, try to eat fewer or less processed food. So, you know, get, get fruit, get some vegetables, you know, don't just go eat the TV dinner or go eat something that's just totally processed. And again, it's not the worst thing in the world to read the ingredients. So if you read the ingredients of something you're eating, and there's four or five things at the bottom, and you just are like, I have no idea what any of this is, mono, this and that. You know, you know that that's pretty processed. You want to stay away from that. So try to eat fresher foods, you know, breads, grains, cereal that's not totally processed. And I think that is going to make everybody a little bit healthier. Dr. Rick, thank you again for coming on with us. You'll be back, what, in a couple weeks? Yeah, so I'm going to Africa uh, Sunday. And, I, and, you know... If uh, all is good and I don't die at Mount Kilimanjaro, I will see you when I get back. <laughs> all right. Say hi to uh, – what's the guy's name? Edie Amin. She's somewhere <laughs> over there. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Rick. Lehman, Lehman, it's always a pleasure, sir. Take care. You guys take care. You too. You too. <laughs> see Edie, Edie Tuna over in St. Louis. City. Edie Amin. That was a good movie, The Last King of Scotland with uh, Forrest Whitaker. Uh-huh. And he had that uh, white guy as his consultant. Man, he was up. He would eat people. He was doing a lot. He, he was doing a man. lot. He was doing a lot. They never caught him. He came in. He stayed in the jungles. He, when did he die? Did he die? Did he die? Edie, I mean. He died. Because they could never find him. He hid in the jungles. Edie, I mean. You didn't want to make Edie mad. He died, he died in 2003. Really? This portion of the show is brought to you by Victory Men's Health. We were just talking about it, folks. You don't have a sex urge. I mean, nothing. You lie in bed next to your spouse and nothing happens. You want to watch Seinfeld instead of watching this beautiful naked lady. You need to contact Victor Men's Health. You may be on low T. Call them at 314-833-9000. You're losing your hair. Sexual dysfunction. Man, that is a bad way to be. You don't have to do that in 2024. Call Victor Men's Health. 314 833-9000. Michael, go ahead.